Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 228 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciated. Joining me on this miraculous adventure, it's Kat. Barely do me first. This is so exciting. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I've had a bit of a bit of a sickly weekend, but I'm feeling better. Oh yeah. no, Robert! Yeah. It's been rubbish, but uh, I'm all right. I'm getting there. I'm a big boy now. I can take care of myself. Is it, is it man? Is it man flu? I very possibly. Um, I was very shaky mm-hmm. and shivery Saturday morning. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, Did you I just like ha- clutch that controller in your hands and say? <laughs> I gotta do this for the fans, man. For the fans. <laughs> Um, you know, I was brave. I was so brave, Kat. You won't believe it. I'm so glad. I'm so proud of you for being so brave. Thank you. Thank you so much. <gasps> Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. How is one? I'm good. Thank you, mate. Very good. It's uh, nice to just be here and settled in. So, yeah, enjoying life at the moment. Finally got to play some games properly. Oh, thank goodness me. I know, right? Who thank knew? goodness me? No, don't. No, that's not right. Never mind. But, it doesn't thank matter. God for you. <laughs> Thank God for me. <laughs> Thank God for me. And rounding off our team as ever is Mr. George Thompson. Hello, everyone. Sure, I wore my hoodie. I put it on like way before the podcast started, just to be ready to be first again. And what do you know? I'm not. I'm last. But yeah, you know, I, I am also the best. So, oh. uh, yeah, I highly appreciate you being prepared for that. For once, it's um, yeah. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just the first name that I see when I look at the screen, you know. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know. Got to mix it up as well. Yeah, yeah. And like when when Cat goes first, she gets really excited about it. So I like that as well. You know, that's a nice, that's a nice. Yeah, thing. but you can't do it every week because then the excitement will will disappear. Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, it's like yeah. being picked first on PE. Like that was always. Uh, an experience that I, I never got I can't to relate. I was but... never picked first in PE. Yeah, yeah, yeah neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> None of us got to have that privilege. Yeah. And now I we're do. on a video game podcast. So, what does that say about us? <laughs> yeah. I think we're winning, to be fair. I think we're the ones that are winning. I think so too. You know? Yeah, I agree. You know, everyone that was picked first in high school peaked at that moment. And yeah. so we we just keep we just keep growing and getting higher, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Started from the bottom. Now we here. Yeah, I was thinking more of Miley Cyrus's uh, "The Climb," but we'll we'll do Drake as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can party in the USA if you want, man. It's fine if you want to go Miley. That's all good. Yeah, well, just that it's the climb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's all that. Yeah. It's all about grinding. They're, they're songs about very similar things, just completely different genres. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to our little pop podcast that we do every week. We have a little discussion <laughs> about the, the most popular pop artists. Um, Kat, what's going on with Taylor this week? Any, any news? Anything we can share? Anything big? Seems like quite a week for Taylor this week. I haven't seen her on my TikTok. I, yeah. I think the only thing that's really kind of hitting off is that she's number one again. Right. Um, she has a song about Harry Styles that she wrote 10 years ago and a lot of people are now, you know, 
give one to Harry Hay, and you don't need to do that because they're friends now. But it is a pretty scathing song. <laughs> um, it's called Is It Over Now? Um, mm. And basically, essentially says that um, basically, as long as they're blonde and look like Taylor, he'll date him. He'll date them. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing much else in the world of Taylor, to be honest with you. Just, just yeah. She kicks off her tour again in like three days' time, starting in Argentina. You know what that means, don't you? Uh... Getting closer and closer and closer to London, baby. And I get more angles of vigilante shit on TikTok. Hell yeah. Dude, Let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to film that specific bit for you? I don't ask for a lot in this right cat, but if you could do that for me, I would be so Yeah, happy. I will. Of course I can. <laughs> oh, dear. How shameful. All right, then. Let's get into video games and our game of the week. I'll start from the top. Cat, my dear friend, what is your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week is... Ugh, I'm so boring. Um, is it <laughs> is it okay to say Fortnite? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, go for it. Um, because I've been playing. I've gone back. I've got the Fortnite bug again. For I don't know which season I joined in. Whatever season was like last summer, um, but that was the season I joined in. And ever since then, all I've heard about is people talking about the first season. Oh, the first map. The first map. The first map's good. The first map's this. First map that. And now I'm playing the first map. POV. It's 2018, mm. baby. So, yeah, oh, yes. I've been diving into that. Um, my only bugbear was that it took eight minutes to get in. Yesterday, whew, Well, as we're going to talk about time, soon, I know. there was a lot of players um, this weekend. There was, there was. It would not let me in. So I think I tried five times, and consecutively, each time, I had to wait, like, five to eight minutes, which is wild. Um but it's very, very exciting. I'm actually having a lot of fun. They've really stripped it back, like, obviously, because they've gone back to... And I can see the blueprint of Chonkers. Now, Chonkers is my favourite area, um, which... Um, I can't remember the real name for it now. Chonky Speedway? Chonk Speedway? What the fuck it's called? Um, <laughs> anyone help me out for what the actual name of that was called? What was it called? Josh, you must know. I don't think you're. I, I don't think you're far off the actual name of it. To be fair, I think you'll Chonk, say Chonkers, Chonkers and everyone Speedway. will know. Okay, cool, great. Um, so that's my favorite place, and in this map, you can just see like the blueprint of what it was based upon, and that makes me really happy. And that even makes me feel nostalgic. And I didn't even play the first map, so I'm having a lot of fun with that. That's great. Looks really cool. Yeah, mm. that's that's my game of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun jumping into Fortnite OG this weekend. Um, it's such a back to basics version of Fortnite, and uh, I know we'll talk about it more later. But it's uh, yeah, I've also done that. That is my game of the week, also. So I'm not going to go this time because there's no point. We can talk about it later because that's all I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> Josh, your game of the week. Uh, uh, my game of the week is Juicant by Don't Nod. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's out on Xbox Game Pass, but I played it on PlayStation. Um, and I had a bloody lovely time with it. Uh, it's basically a game... I, I, do you know what? I'll, I'll put it into, like, compare it to other games that it felt like. It felt like Death Stranding, but if you were playing Season, A Letter to the Future, um, 
and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, it's essentially just a climbing game where the puzzles are how do you figure out to climb this giant mountain um, in a world that has got so much in-depth uh, story to it that is very, um, like, you have to seek it out. It's not like there in your face. You're not watching cutscenes with loads of dialogue. It's very, like... Um, you can put a lot of what you think is the meaning of everything and why everything is happening. But yeah, it's a really interesting story. Um, I think it it describes you saw being the French word of the changing tides. Um, so that's kind of like a hint of things that there is no water uh, where you are. So you're just climbing this uh, desert-like mountain with a companion that is like a blue blob. And you're kind of like, you don't really know what it is, but it's very cute. Um, there is a, a button where you can just uh, press it to to kind of stroke the the blob and have a little bit of uh, downtime. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's not flawless. I had a lot of technical issues in terms of like my movement um, freezing in depending on where I was. It was very odd, um, and I couldn't get out of it sometimes. Uh, but overall. As a as a game that is just about climbing, I had a I, I mean I enjoyed it from start to finish. It keeps it fresh every time in every different chapter in one way or another by adding new mechanics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and it's quite magical. Um, I think I platinumed it in seven hours. People are saying you could do it in four if you're like really rushing through it and just climbing up, but you're really missing the point if you're doing that. Um, it is really about kind of just taking your time to kind of. Uh, discover this civilization that used to be on this mountain because everyone used to live up there and now they've all moved on where have they moved on and stuff like that um yeah and it's got a really cool art style as well like a really like a low poly but vibrant art style and i enjoyed it so much yeah it's probably one of the better games that i've played this year uh yeah i'm right there with you i've also played that this week um had a lovely time it's um, I love how the story unfolds the further you get up the mountain. Um, I love the mm -hmm. movement and how smooth it can be. Um, I love finding things. I love finding little things, um, little trinkets, and um, seeing about the people because there's so much life in these areas, isn't there? Like in in the mountain, there's so much mm -hmm. kind of lived in space, and it's always really interesting to find out who lived there before. Um, it is, yeah. I found it a little tricky. Um, I haven't finished it yet, uh, but you know, I'm a terrible gamer, so I'll get there in the end. But it was, um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's a lovely game, and um, yeah, Seasons and Zelda is a a very good, um, a very good kind of yeah. connection to it because yeah, it certainly feels like that. For sure. It's lovely. It's lovely. Well, we're checking out again on Game Pass if you uh, if you have access. Um, Miles, your game of the week. So I was just going to talk about Spider Man again, but I already spoke about it. But I finally finished it this week, and I got the platinum. Yesterday, I want to say. Hey! I think it was yesterday. Yeah. So that was nice. Um, finally had a chance to catch it up and it's finish very it rare that there's a game that we all complete and platinum. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> all four of us. Yeah. Have you, have you, you done as well, Kat? Yeah. 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 I did it a couple of days ago. Oh, man. Spoiler oh, special. Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? We got to get in. We got to get on this. Yeah, it can happen now. Miles was the one. Miles has been. Miles is the last one to the race. Yeah, Miles. And, uh, God, dude. Yeah, I was slacking. You know things are fucked yeah. up when I get the plat before Miles does. 
Something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Life yeah. has gotten in the way. Mm. It certainly did. It certainly did. But I've caught up again, and uh, the ending was wonderful and made me cry, so that was awesome. Um, so I'm going to talk about Achilles. Oh, I always get this wrong because its title makes no sense. Uh, it's either Untold Tales or Legends Untold. I think it's like Legends Untold. It's Legends That's Untold. It, which makes no sense, but there we are. Um, I'm not going to be too harsh on it because I feel like my review is harsh enough. <laughs> um, but effectively, it is a top-down isometric camera, uh, almost like a Diablo-type game in a way, um, in terms of the camera system and the way like level design works and all that kind of thing. Um, so if you've played like a, an older-school Diablo game, you'll know kind of what it looks like. Um, and But it's a bit more of like a basic combat formula. You've got like one special ability and then another ability if you use the shield versus if you don't. Uh, you can use all different manner of weapons from swords and axes and shields and all sorts of stuff. Um, and it's got a cool premise. You play as a... Oh God, is it the Greek? I think you play as a Greek, I think. Um, and then you basically die at the beginning of the game, but you get kind of swallowed into Hades's alternate reality kind of world. Um, and then you're kind of spewed back out into this world where undead creatures exist and giant scorpions roam around and hit you and everything in the game stun locks you forever, all the time. And it's really fucking annoying. Um, and it's just one of those games where it has so many really good components, you know, on their own, they all would work really well as a game until you put them all together and none of them work properly. It's like having a puzzle set, but all the pieces don't match. Um, and it just falls apart. It's just a real shame because it's like enemy encounters aren't challenging. Every enemy just stun locks you. So it means that you're constantly just sitting in a three second animation of waiting for your character to wake the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and even things like exploration is kind of disincentivized because it's just not enjoyable. It's not all that rewarding. Um, the story just is a bit of a mess. The main character, I said this to, to Josh, I was like, the main character sounds like he's trying to shout and whisper at the same time to kind of create that really macho, like Gerard Butler type sound. And it just doesn't work. You know, it just sounds really weird. Um, and the whole game just felt like this really good attempt. Like the developers had a really good vision for this, but just couldn't make it all work properly. Um, so it's it's fine. It's a decent game. It's okay. Um, it's not going to blow your world away. It's not going to make you suddenly fall in love with the genre or anything like that. But if you can look past its issues, there are some decent elements to it. And I think it deserves a little bit of praise for being ambitious for what it is. Um, I just wish they'd had a bit more time and a bit more kind of expertise to to make it a good game because it's it's just on the cusp but there's too many problems to kind of you know recommend it wholeheartedly but i think on a discount or for fans of like this genre there could be something in here worth playing okay 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 i was i was expecting you to trash this game actually tonight i yeah I, so. well, it's kind of that hard thing because you know like when a game clearly has had a lot of effort and time and love put into it it's just not come out right it's like when you try and make something for the first time and all of the endeavor is there and then you make it and you're like, oh, I haven't quite got this right. <laughs> I need to practice another four times before I can get this where I want it to be. Um, it yeah. kind of feels like that. So I don't want to completely shit on it um, because it's not terrible. But my God, did the stun locking drive me mental. I was going to launch my <laughs> TV out of a window at one stage when an enemy just kept doing it. And I was like, do you want me to play you or do you not? <laughs> um 
But yeah, otherwise, it's an okay game. It's not awful. So yeah, I can't trash it too hard. What about you, Roscoe? What's yours? Uh, well, I was going to talk Fortnite, but I'm going to save that now until the news. Um, have I talked about Robocop yet on this podcast? I can't remember. No, and I want to know all about it. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Robocop rules, man. Oh my God. I want to play it so bad. Robocop Rogue City is like the best shooter I've played all year. What? <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. Okay. Oh my um, God. I mean, it's not had a lot of competition this year, to be fair. Looking back. I mean, you mean that new COD game isn't going to? No, no, we're going to get to you that. You know what? I've heard bad things. I've heard bad things about COD. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Um, so I can say without doubt that this is from Nacon, the guys that made Terminator Resistance and uh, Rambo. So they've got previous. Um, I wouldn't say those games are brilliant, but they are good for what they are. You know, they, they are a good licensed games. They're certainly better than the licensed games we used to get back in the day. Let's be fair. And so they got Robocop this time around. And this one's been teased for a while. And I remember seeing the the trailer for it at the Nacon showcase a while back. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Um, I played the demo a few weeks back when it was on the Steam Next Fest. And I was like, okay, this has got something. Now I've played it fully. It's all done on my PS5. And it's just great. It's just a great shooter. It's full of little nods and little things to the original movies. Um, if you're a fan of the movies, I mean, this is an absolute essential purchase. This is basically a story which is told between Robocop 2 and 3. And there's just so many cracking little nods. All the characters are there from the movies. Um, they're all digitized in a very, very cool way. You can sort of recognize them immediately. Um, the movement. Playing as Robocop, I mean, it's it's completely a decision of your own, I think, but I had to adjust it somewhat because he was slow at first. He's a robot, okay? That's what happens. But um, I had to kind of speed him up a little bit uh, to to kind of feel more at home with the uh, the movement because I wasn't feeling it at first. But once you once you get that right, once you find that sweet spot, you're just having such a great time. Um, you've got your um, your classic pistol, which he hides in his right leg, pulls out and just shoots everything under the sun. Um, there's lots of fun detective work to do. There's very cool kind of hidden objects and stuff to find. Um, every level's got an objective, but in between those levels, you can do side quests. Um, so many side quests. Um, this game really did keep me busy for about 30 to 35 hours over the last couple of weeks. Um, I've had to play it sort of like on and off because work has been killer, but um, it's really good fun. And I think it's the uh, the one shooter that is worth getting this year in this gaming season uh, because it's just so much fun being Robocop as it turns out is a lot of fun and uh, yeah highly recommend Robocop Rogue City available now on all the systems I believe um, or is it just Xbox and PS5 I think it's just Xbox and PS5 it is made in Unreal Engine 5 which means it also looks incredible um, so yes Miles go get it it's well worth your time oh it looks so good <laughs> It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. When you pick up an enemy, grab them by the neck, and then throw them at a wall and watch their, their brain sort of explode on the wall, it's like, okay, this is cool. I was going to say, <laughs> your review had me sold from that moment. I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, I don't need anything else. Sometimes they go through the wall. That's fun. Oh, um, uh, And the wall is like pristine and intact. So it's like, oh, wow, they just flew through the wall. I'm not saying there wasn't any <laughs> bugs, but it's a lot of fun. Terminator Resistance was the same. It was a very fun game, just not the most technically proficient. Yeah. Yeah, I remember there was one level where I got to a... I was in a high-rise, and I got to uh, one floor, and I thought, 
you know what? I've been chucking people at walls. Can I throw them at windows and throw them out the window? I haven't thought of that yet. And so I grabbed an enemy. I took him to a window and he fell all the way down to the floor. It was unbelievable. Did you feel like a badass? Like the end of a movie where you throw someone out the window to announce your arrival. I really did. I really did. It makes you feel so badass. And yeah, I'm really pleased that this game turned out well because it's, uh, yeah, it's not a masterpiece. It is buggy and the story is a little cheesy, but it's it's, it's Robocop, so... You know, but it's a, it's, a, it's a Roscoe masterpiece. It is a Roscoe masterpiece, which means it's a 4 out of 10 for everyone else. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Um, all right, then. Let's get into the quiz. Mr. Miles Thompson, back again. Hooray! We have a let's... quiz again. Oh, my God. Can I make so... it six weeks? Let's go. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's never going to end. Uh, also, I just want to quickly say, uh, guys, uh, Stranger Things is back in Dead by Daylight. And it looks like they've remade the Hawkins map. Just said this. I just we talked this. about this. We've talked about this already. Oh. Yeah, Ross. Well, Ross was breaking news. I was breaking news. Uh, you went on. Oh, you weren't here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sorry. Were the, oh. We were in the Zoom call whilst oh. Cat's Zoom was updating. Very cool. Yeah, though. I didn't know this. So then I put it to the group, like, um, and then um, and then you said it. So it was just it's just like dominoing out. Oh, oh. Yeah. I just wanted some I excitement. Said to Ross, next chapter, Vecna, maybe. That'd be so cool. Who knows? That would be cool. Just, That'd be cool. I'm I'd just going to put it out there, because if I'm right. Like yeah, that'd be very cool. Also, very, Eleven very is in cool. um, Eleven's in Fortnite, as well very as cool. is um, Hopper and the Demogorgon. What, they're making a Steve skin as well? Uh, you can get Steve's bat. And you can oh, get... Yeah. Um, you, can have that. you can get Eddie's spear. I kind of wanted this guitar, but they've gone for the spear and stuff. I kind of just want him in the sailor outfit, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, I'll see what that I can do. Really dark. It really did. <laughs> it did a bit, yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. If you could just sort that out. Sort that out, Fortnite, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll call <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of Stranger Things stuff going on, of course. It's Stranger Things Day. The Netflix are announcing all these cool things. Um, But uh, yeah, one of them is Dead by Daylight. It has Stranger Things again. So if you are playing DVD and you do like the game, because there aren't many of you, I do know that. Then go, back in, uh, <laughs> then go back and uh, jump in. They seem... Uh, the internet are very happy about it. As I was saying to Josh, earlier, the comments were like, oh my God, thank you so much! You've <laughs> saved my life! Yeah. People are very happy about this. <laughs> That'll literally be until they get tunneled out of the first game on it and then they'll hate it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry to bust your bubble on that one, Miles. We were yeah, I just unfortunately bring... ahead of you a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to bring some. I'm basically the Internet Explorer of the group. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, I keep Twitter <laughs> yeah. open. Uh, I keep Twitter open throughout the pod just in case there is any breaking news. And uh, yeah, that was one of them. But it just happened before the pod, before you arrived. Oh, well. Oh, well. It's fine. I'll just ruin all your lives with a bad quiz. It's all good. Hooray! I'll be ready for a bad quiz. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All righty. Let's go. You know the rules. Uh, question <laughs> uh, question number one from which borough in New York is Miles Morales from? Roscoe Brooklyn! He is from Brooklyn well done Roscoe Brooklyn! What's up danger? Uh, question number two Alan Wake 2 has introduced a new character slash protagonist, what is their name? Oh Roscoe FBI woman <laughs> fuck 
Yeah, <laughs> that's like as well. Oh, wonderful! Let me tell you a story. But I started on a week two yesterday, and I was doing the first case, uh-huh. and um, I got past a certain bit. Like I got past the the first mind exercise, and I saved it. And then I went back to it about an hour later, and I had to start a bit all over again because I wasn't saved. So I was like, "Fuck out of week two! I'm not playing it." <laughs> Fuck this shit! I'm out. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I've uh, forgotten. I've completely forgotten her name. Please carry on. I did enjoy that. Uh, Josh, you are next. Uh, FBI woman Saga Anderson. Hey, and the full <laughs> title as well. Excellent. Yeah, that's exactly how they announce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just turns up on FBI woman Saga Anderson. <laughs> I just can't go over the fact that Max Payne's walking around with her. Uh, actually, so it threw me off. It completely threw me off when I started it. I was <laughs> like, what is going on? I bet, on? especially as we've like seen him in person now and heard him talk, and that is not how he speaks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so strange. Like, I don't know how he does it. Uh, question number three. Which series is the Japanese-inspired Muso sibling to Dynasty Warriors? This one's quite a harsh one because no one else but me would even know this or Baby Toby. Uh, Roscoe? Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Uh, no. <laughs> Like the uh, effort, though. I can also confirm it's not Officer Tenpenny. Oh, um, that was going to be my answer. Save my answer. Yeah. yeah, I thought I'd just skip that one out ahead of time. Say it was D- Dynasty Warriors. The Muso sibling. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like a yeah, like a Hyrule Warriors. Like what Saints Row is to Grand Theft Auto in a way. Oh. I don't, I don't really know how else to describe <laughs> yeah, it other than that's I, its description. I, I would have said Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors because that is a series. No, it's Japanese know. inspired. As oh. in Japanese history inspired. Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anime guns. Okay, <laughs> uh, you're welcome to have a go if you'd like. It's uh, a 20 penny. 20 <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, the answer is Samurai Warriors. Oh. Hentai oh. yeah. titties. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of in the question a little bit, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. No one else plays those games except for me. It's more for my own, I don't know, self-deprecation. Who knows? And even Lawrence. And Ethan Lawrence, yeah, yeah. I think Toby reviewed one of them once as well. So, you know. Oh, man, thing. quick shout out one. to Ethan Lawrence. I watched Magic Mike's last dance this week. Um, I have questions. <laughs> but uh, we'll wait till he's back on on the 250th episode. Excellent. I'll uh, redo this question dance. again just for him. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to save it. It's on Sky Cinema now. If you have Sky Cinema, you can go watch it. I'm, I'm getting it because there's a lot out on there at the moment that I want to watch. So... Mm. Add it to the list. Uh, question number four. In what year was Neo 2 released? 2018. It is not 2018, I'm afraid. Fuck, uh, if it's the other one, I'm going to be livid. Cat, you are next. Was your other one 2019? Are you talking to me or to Josh here? <laughs> well, I, this is my answer because the way that he thingied and the way that you reacted makes me think it's Got to be 17 or 19, so I'm going to go 19. I'm afraid it is not 2019. Roscoe? It, that was that was my answer, though, my other one. Uh, 2020? It was 2020. Hey! You kind of forget that games did actually come out that year, and it wasn't just COVID. 
Yeah. yeah. And there were actually quite a few good games that came out that year too. Like it wasn't just a dearth of stuff. Lest we forget that Doom, Eternal and Animal Crossing came out on the same day. Yes, oh, very true. What a day. The day that we all went into lockdown. Die. <laughs> <laughs> the day the world just stopped. It was it was quite a day that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh question number five. This simulator game has sold over two million copies, released in twenty thirteen, and featured an array of tools getting stuck into poor people's bodies. What game is it? Roscoe. What? Surgeon Simulator? It is Surgeon Simulator. Oh, well done. <laughs> Superb. I still remember seeing YouTube clips of that game and everyone just going absolutely oh, crazy. They were just dropping the in like saws. The actually really fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Peak times. Uh, question number six. Widely considered the worst racing game of all time, Big Rigs was given the lowly accolade of what score out of 10 by GameSpot? Cap. One. It is indeed a one out of ten. Well done. <laughs> There's only so many oh. answers that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I love to throw in like random obscure ones like that just for a bit banter. <laughs> uh, question number seven. How many variants of Yoshi are playable in Super Mario Wonder? Ooh. Roscoe. Five? Ros- it is not five, Roscoe, Fuck. I'm afraid. Cat, <laughs> you're next. Four. It is four. Well done. Yeah, and do you know what? Ross saved me there a little bit because it was four or five in my head. Uh. Yeah, close one. Uh. Uh, <laughs> the only reason I really knew this one is because I picked one of the variants who didn't have access to the powers when we did the demo. So, you know. Yeah. They're also basically uh, invincible. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's kind of cheating to be fair, but that's the only way I'll play Mario apparently. Uh, question number eight. Vamp, Fortune, Fat Man, and Solid as Snake are all part of what group in Metal Gear Solid 2? Joshua. Oh, fuck me. I thought you just meant I was going to... I've just seen the killer. It's just no. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no. Stop it, guys. Oh. Oh, cat, go on. I'm, I'm not going to sell it. Do I don't know this. Is mm-hmm. it the same as the title? No. Oh, okay, fine, fair enough. You know what, though? That is a group of people that are bad guys. So it you're is. not like. It is, yeah. You're not on the wrong track. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Because then I was just like, is this just a trick question where it's like. They're part of the Sons of Liberty <laughs> because it's called Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. But yeah, I fell off. No, it's not, I'm afraid. Well, that was my answer. So, good effort, but not quite, I'm afraid. Um, Ros- Roscoe? BTS. Uh- <laughs> BTS. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually Blackpink. I'm a dynamite. No, I'm afraid not. Um, Josh, you're going to kick yourself for this one. I know I am because I feel like I know it right now, but you do know it. You do know it. Do you know what it is? Go on, you can do it for a spiritual point. It's dead cell. (laughs) It is dead cell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joshua! Oh, Joshua! The sixth streak. It's been it's it's been a long time. It has been a while. It has been a while, hasn't it? Miles, do not entertain this. I will no longer entertain it. That was just my little uh, <laughs> moment for it. Uh, question number nine. The Darkspawn are the enemies which appear in which video game series? 
It could be literally anything. Yikes. Oh, I've got an answer in my head. I'm not going to be an idiot and put my thing up, no. <laughs> I have an answer. I'm just not going to say it. Oh, Josh. Go for it. Nah, say so, yeah, because I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> I'm is not going to be it... wrong. No, is it Girls Allowed? Yes, it is Girls Allowed. <laughs> uh, Roscoe. Is it Steve in a sailor suit? Uh, I wish it was Steve in a sailor suit, but no, that's just the scourge of Dead by Daylight. Uh, Josh, Kat? I don't know, mate. No. Uh, it I'll, is the I'll Dragon Age series. Yeah. Oh. I thought somebody would have played a Dragon Age game, to be fair, but it's been. I bought it, I just haven't played it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that no, I'm true. in the exact same boat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Inquisition, but. Well, it's a great game, uh, and nobody got the point for that one. Uh, question number 10. According to Metacritic, which video game movie is the worst of all time? Oh, God. Video game movie? Oh, no, actually, I fucked that up. I've really <laughs> fucked that up. Josh. Oh, um, Super Mario Brothers movie. The one from the 90s or whatever. It is not the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. I've got another one in my head. Okay, I'll let you go for a spiritual point at the end. Uh, Kat? Is it Pixel? It is not Pixel. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Good, that's good answer, though. Good answer. Really good Very answer. good answer. I, I, I just didn't know if it would truly count as a video game movie, but it is based on video games, so I wondered if Metacritic mm-hmm. would have bumped it into there. No, that's a good shout. But the film uh, is generally terrible that I love watching. <laughs> um, Go on, Roscoe. Is it an Ubol movie? I can neither confirm nor deny. I want to oh, go yeah, for like he's done, a, he's done some trash. I want to go for it? like House of the Dead or something or Postal. Uh, what are you going to go for? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to go for one, which one would you go for? Yeah, if you were to pick one of them, which one would it be? I'm going to go for one of them, Miles. Mm-hmm. Final answer. <laughs> which one of them, Roscoe? <laughs> Uh, postal. It oh, is not postal. It is a UE Bowl movie, I think. Oh, god damn it! Is it Alone in the Dark? It is Alone in the Dark. Oh, fucking titties. Oh. It got for a bonus <laughs> spiritual point. What did it get out of 100, do we think? 11. 11. 11, 11, Roscoe? 9. Oh, no. You guys are way too optimistic. It got a 5. Oh, yeah, imagine. Yikes. That's pretty, uh, pretty yikes. bad. Pretty bad. Yikes. So I, uh, so I got that one on. Uh, no. I'm I was closest. I was you were closest, but no. <laughs> my other guess was going to be Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I think, and I think the, that is pretty, is, that's pretty up there. I think the 90s Mortal Kombat movie was the second lowest one. Uh, I think it was on like yeah. 9 or an 11, something like that. Mm. Yeah, that, I think that's annihilation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not great, <laughs> not great. Uh, which means we have a winner, and you guys have actually done this in a really satisfying way. So, Josh, you've come in with one point. Roscoe, you Ooh. came in with two points, and Cat, that means you came in with three points, and you are this week's winner of the quiz. Give me your fucking crown, motherfucker! That's <laughs> mine for the week. <laughs> the Six weeks, baby. 
One here and give it to me. You Just should see me more. in a crown. Yeah, I'm gonna run this fucking town. One by, one by, one by, one. Six weeks in a row. <laughs> dethrone, dethrone, Josh. Oh, I mean, I literally won one of those weeks. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> also, if York won one of those weeks. He's just delusional right now. He's high on winning. Yeah, he just needs this. He just needs it. I don't need you haters. It's six weeks. For me and the listeners, it's six weeks. Wow. <laughs> the audience are there with you, Josh. Yeah, I'm sure they are, babe. I'm sure they are. I've had about zero messages saying how I'm the champ. But, <laughs> but you've also had zero messages saying you're not the champ. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. There we go. Six weeks. Let's go. Check, Make check it seven balances. <laughs> All right. Well Let's... done, Kat. Well done, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is a W you can cherish because it might shut Josh up for at least a week. Seven weeks. <laughs> All right, then let's get into the news. A little bit of breaking news before we go. Uh, this is just a little thing, but it's kind of annoying. Sony is terminating its Twitter integration for PS5 and PS4. Starting next week, you won't be able to post your clips to Twitter from your PS5. That's kind of that kind of sucks. Well, I get confused between the X button. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming this has something to do with supporting Elon Musk. Um, yeah, for sure. But that, that, that's kind of lame. It was very helpful when it came to uh, getting images for reviews and stuff. Anyway, never mind. I'll figure something out. Right then, let's get into the news and let's start with some good news. Let's talk about Fortnite because we don't talk about Fortnite enough on this podcast, I don't think. Well, we do, but only let's get to some news. Fortnite enjoyed its biggest 24-hour period in history over the weekend thanks to the Fortnite OG event. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. According to a tweet posted at the game's official Twitter account, the game saw record player counts on November 4th. Way to start things off with a big bang, reads the tweet, which was posted on Sunday. We're blown away by the response to Fortnite OG. Yesterday was the biggest day in Fortnite's history, with over 44.7 million players jumping in at 102 million hours of play. To all Fortnite players, OG and you, thank you. The game hit its all-time peak concurrent players during this period, with a peak of six. 0.172 million people playing the game at the same time at one point. Now, we all know this is temporary. Um, the Fortnite OG event is four weeks long. It ends on December 3rd, um, at which point Chapter 5 will begin and there'll be another brand new map. But this does lead into question. The popularity of the very first map is going away in four weeks. And so what's going to happen then? Are they going to keep it around? Are they going to move on to their... You might not forget this ever happened. What exactly is the plan over at Epic Games? Uh, let's see. Uh, Josh, where do you think Epic is going to go with this scene? I mean, they can't really ignore 44, 45 million players. Moving um, forward. I think, I think they're just going to go straight into another chapter. Um, I think if anything, if last chapters was anything to go by, they only did like a couple of seasons within it. And I think they're carrying on that trend now where they're just going to kind of change up the map. Um it does feel like that the this little like four week like side chapter that we're going through now is going to change every week. 
I don't know if I don't know why I've got that feeling, but yeah, that's I feel right, like yeah. it's it, is essentially it adding like happening? they're adding like the greatest hits of chapter one every week. Yeah, so there'll be the okay. uh, the asteroid and the robots and stuff coming. There'll be um, the vol- I think the volcano from the last week is coming as well. Um, yeah. Not hundred percent sure on that, but yeah, they're adding different elements for the next four weeks. Okay, yeah. So I must have read that somewhere for me to think that. Um, yeah, and I think it will just explode and maybe it will reset again, which is like a really boring answer. Um, but I think similar to how uh, Zero Build was like a timed event where you had to play Zero Build, so there was no such thing because for law reasons it was banished or whatever, um, that maybe this will be like a secondary map for the rest of the time because it's been so successful. Um, so they'll carry on moving on with the with the original chapters and seasons that will do with new maps and stuff like that. But there'll always be the OG map to go back to um, and play that as if it was like a zero build or a build in tangent. So it all adds to the um, your level, the battle pass season and stuff like that. And, and it's not like a creative map. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to get a little bit confusing, isn't it? That's isn't that isn't that like dividing the player base between two maps it, because yeah it it is uh, and they've already divided it with zero builds and builds um and yeah, I've been playing with I've been playing with friends that I played with back in the back in the day um and they've not been on it for a while and they they've got a really big issue with the bots like. The, they're not happy with it. Like they, it feels unsatisfying to kill them because they're just so stupid. Yeah. Um, and the wins feel a bit cheaper. Um, but there's just I, I've dipped in a little bit, and this chapter in particular, it feels like you've either got the really stupid bots that you can kill instantly, or you've got the best players in the world against you, <laughs> and there's no like middle ground. And I have no idea why that is. Maybe because people that were sick back in the day have come back because it's the original map. Um, but yeah, there's no middle ground where I feel like I'm an, I'm an equal with someone. It's one or the other. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, yeah, you are playing against sort of, sort of like some of the OG streamers. I would imagine that are coming back to it. Um, yeah, sort of like reliving their glory days. Um, Kat, there's. I know you were saying that it is it is odd playing uh, Fortnite, but in like a completely sort of back to basics kind of way. With the the map, the 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 previous map, obviously you've got the gold, you've got the the NPCs that are around, you've got uh, cars and driveways and walkways, just just like all this other stuff, and then that all gets stripped out um, yeah. for this kind of event. Um, where are you? Where are you? Where do you lie? What do you kind of prefer to play? Oh, I think I prefer this way. So when I started, there wasn't all of this hype. Like, I don't know, as much as it was fun having those big, like, resorts that you would go to and you go into the safe and you'd get the safe out and you'd go. It didn't feel like Fortnite for me. It felt like a very different game or it felt like a different, like, uh, mode of Fortnite. Mm. Um, whereas this, you know, still, like, those trolley carts, those, like, golf carts, they fucking slap. They'll go for anything. They're like proper big trucks. I think people have, uh, I think they've uh, accidentally OP'd them. Um, so I really like the stripped back version of just, you can see the inspo from PUBG, um, where it is just you, some ground, some buildings, different environments as well. Like these are such different environments. 
I remember thinking when we had like the night tower and all the nights, it just felt really like half, like 60% of the map was medieval based with a little bit of a farm. And I was just a bit like, okay, cool. Whereas like here you've got, you know, a complete car wreck. You've got tilted towers. You've got this like farm. You've got a spooky graveyard. Like, I don't know. I just really enjoy that, that, that kind of setting. Um, It has been really fun to jump back into it. I really like Josh's idea about the like um the past and what we'll do. I wonder if one day, and I don't think this will be anytime soon, but I I wonder if one day they will make different battle royales for different maps. Um, so that you can choose the particular map you go on. Um, I don't think they'll do that anytime soon. I think they'll do that when they are starting to panic a little bit because I think success has been so huge. I wonder if every so often they'll do like a time capsule situation where, I don't know, in six months' time, we'll go back to map two. And then in six months after that, we'll go back to map three. And mm. six months after that, we'll go back to map four. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder if they might do that. Um, but um, yeah. I, I I do like this a lot. I really I think when it started, I think it starts to get a bit silly when there are like real focal points of the map because I think that starts to take away from all the other areas, and yeah. it really like bottlenecks the map in some areas where like uh, yeah, and then it starts to feel a bit like oh I can't land there because like for like 60 people are landing now what's the fucking point whereas you know it's quite nice to not know where anyone else is going to be landing because every everywhere is kind of on an equal playing field mm. that was it's funny you mentioned that because i one of the challenges was to unlock all the areas was like to unlock the map completely yes. and yeah. go to all the go, go to all the locations and for the my first couple of games everyone was going to tilt towers yes and yeah. so i got in a golf car and i just drove around the map quite happily I managed yeah. to unlock at least 13 areas and yeah. ev- there, was, there was just no one there. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone goes straight crazy. to Tilted. And it was like really, it was just a nice drive around the map, really. It's kind of a nice kind of nostalgia, <laughs> nostalgia based kind of journey. And then I landed in Tilted and I got fucking decimated. And it's, yeah, um, absolutely. It, it is funny because like they put Tilted back in, in chapter three, I want to say, uh, temporarily. Yeah. And you know, people just go crazy for. It. I don't understand what the big deal is about it, but people just love it anyway. Um, that's fine. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's like it is those those sweaty areas. There aren't as many um, in this original mm. map because um, people have spent five years wishing they could go back to their 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 wanting corner inside of a building just to sit there throughout the entire game. Uh, I think it's great. That epic have done it though. It's epic yeah, that epic have done it. <laughs> I don't know how it's epic that epic have done it. Indeed. Um, I don't know how it fits into the story of Fortnite. I, that wasn't explained. They just jumped straight to it. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be an explanation for it, but probably because it's all about fragments in the world, isn't it? The world exploded into fragments, and there's different fucking islands everywhere. So I wonder if they're going to do like a parallel universe kind of Marvel multiverse esque story. Yeah, maybe. I thought they'd do like a cutscene or something to explain it, but it didn't. It was like, here's the map. I was like, oh, okay. Any reason why we're here? No, okay, let's just let's just be here for a bit. That's fine. Uh, but there, yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to look forward to because um, there's a lot of cool stuff in chapter one, um, a lot of nostalgia stuff. Nostalgia stuff. It was five years ago, for God's sake. You know that's how wild this is. Um, Miles, has any of this tempted you to jump back in? And what do you see the future? Do you see them splitting the maps, or do you think they'll just kind of create this as a four week event and then move on? 
Um, I can't say it's time to be back, but I don't think that's Fortnite's fault. It's been the uh, superb backlog of amazing games that have all come out this year that I'm trying to catch up on. Um, like Modern Warfare gonna... 3. Yeah, like Modern Warfare 3. You know, great game. Real uh, real good campaign I've had. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing is, it's. I think if I was going to be tempted to come back, this would be the time that I would have. Um, like I said, it's just too many games to play. I don't have the time to go back to it. Um I think in terms of the map itself, I think part of the reason Fortnite works so well is that there are time-limited things and people know that Epic aren't really afraid of actually saying, once it's gone, it's gone. Like, it won't be back for a very long time at the very least. I mean, I'm still pining over the Predator cosmetic that Josh has, and that probably would be the only way to get me back on the on the game at this point. Um, and I do think it being a limited window for this to work is what's bringing so many people back and it has worked you know 45 million people logging on the first day to play it shows the appeal that it has and how powerful nostalgia is but if you keep doing different maps or doing limited time different seasons or whatever or bring them back you kind of undermine that because it doesn't feel as special and it undermines the nostalgia of it um and you'll get diminishing returns you know this will be the biggest peak that they'll get in players for it um and if you then repeat the trick again, say in a couple of months time or in a year's time or whatever, you'll start to see that people will not be as bothered because it means something when it's been a long time and you only have it for a short period. Um, but if you know it's going to be coming every few months or a year, then it doesn't mean as much kind of thing. Um, so I think they'll stick to their guns. I think they'll do this for the short time. They'll move on to the new chapter or season or however they do it. Um, and then later down the line maybe in a few years they'll do another similar type thing but i think this will be it for now i can't see them splitting the player base or deciding to have like rotating maps or different things or whatever but you never know i mean fortnite's so big they can kind of do whatever they want and it will work so you know who are we to to guess but yeah my perception is they want to keep it a special event and that's it yeah i think that's what they're gonna do um i really as much as i think the fan base would love it i don't think this will be an option to play in chapter five, yeah. In the, I just don't. I think they'll they'll they would have worked their ass off for two years making a, another brand new map, and, and they want everyone to go look at this map that we've just built for you. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. um, and everyone's going to go. We want Tilted Towers back, and they're going to go off. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Give us back to Maynard Town. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll see. But the thing is, I kind of like that. I love a map with loads to do on it. You know, I'm very much a weekly challenge person. I love doing that stuff. And a lot of that is dealt in running around the map, you know, as as, as much as you can and finding out all the new things, finding out all the new places, um, finding new things to do. And I hope I hope the five map is, you know, exciting and interesting. Um, it's really cool having a kind of 4K version of Chapter 1 because that was obviously never an option back then. Um, so it's really nice to see it all kind of spruced up and it's, it is fun to run around. But, you know, there isn't a lot to do on it. And that's what I liked about and the chapter format, there was always somewhere to go, something to do. You could, you know, I love I loved being in um, the city. I really enjoyed that location. I thought it was awesome. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they're doing next. Even if they do, if they go back to basic chapter five, but make it a brand new one, you know, make it a brand new map, but there's no massive areas like the city um, or the um, the three vaulted areas, you know, you know, let's make it, make it simple again, but make it new. You know, I'm assuming that's what Epic want to do and, We'll see. We'll see. Um, as long as the uh, as long as the the jungle bit gets removed, because I don't need that in my life anymore. 
but we'll see. Um, so yeah, Fortnite is just trucking along. Um, we said on the uh, we said on the podcast a while back that Fortnite has hit its peak and it's never going to be as big as it was. And well, there you go. What do we know? Um, highest numbers in history on one single day. Unbelievable stuff. Well done, Epic. Okay, let's talk Call of Duty, shall we? Now, um, there isn't a new story for this. It's just, well, um, half of the team have played Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 in the campaign and beaten it. And, well, let's just say they're not happy with it. Uh, if you go to fingerguns.net right now, you can read Josh's superb review of the campaign. Um, and I believe that Mars, you kind of uh, share the sentiments of uh, of Josh's review. I do very much so. <laughs> Are we diving in? Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to um, yeah. The, the the other question is like this is the first COD game under. I mean, Microsoft have, obviously have nothing to do with this. It's only been very recent that they've taken over, but mm. we're all going to remember this as the first game under Microsoft's ownership. Yeah, um, it's not a cracking start. Uh, no, it's probably the worst possible start Microsoft could have had for it, I think. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, so I finished it, when did I finish it? Saturday morning? Something like that. Um, uh, that's the first surprise. It literally took me, I think, three and a half hours to complete it, which COD games have never been long, but the idea that you can finish it in sub four hours while watching all the cutscenes and listening to all the dialogue <clears throat> kind of tells you quite a bit in and of itself. Um, it's really bad and it's not even the kind of hyperbolic like oh you're just hating it because it's COD no we very much enjoyed Call of Duty last year and I think we both really loved Modern Warfare 2019 Josh I think um, but this is just not it it is reskinned maps from Warzone with the most bare bones objectives you could imagine slapped onto it really ham-fistedly so you know, you do the drop out of the plane on a couple of maps where you just pick a spot, land, and the game just goes, go to these three places, blow up these three things, or on one of them, you just have to find three phones. And the game makes no effort around this. It literally drops you on it. You pull up the map and it's got three question marks with circles around. You go to where those question marks are, you finish the level, you exfil, it's job done. I think one of the levels took me under like five to ten minutes to complete because it was just so basic. Um you can go stealthy or go loud, but there's no incentive to do either particularly well because you'll pretty much always end up going loud and it's far easier because the AI is abysmal. Um, I also don't know if you found this as well, Josh, but the weapon system, they have like a like a Warzone-esque, you can like go to a crate and pick out your class or whatever um, from crates that you found across the maps. And there is zero point in doing so because you can literally just pick up any weapon from any enemy anywhere on the map and it will serve you perfectly fine because there's no structure to the levels which incentivizes you to play a certain way. So they've had to make it where you can use any weapon at any time to succeed, which completely undermines the ability to find new weapons or customize your class or do whatever. Um, but it's even like the armor plates are in the game, which I hate personally. I know it's a Warzone thing. I'm fine with it being in a Battle Royale mode. But the plates being there, the fact that you can get like pickups of mortar strikes and airstrikes when you're this field operative deep in enemy lines and you don't have any backup and somehow you're calling in a mortar strike from where? It just none of it makes sense. The story is completely nonsensical. And I think the only good thing about it is the person who plays Makarov does a really good job. Um, 
And my biggest issue is the way they have used old Modern Warfare 2 and 3 to try to drum up a hype for this game, which they then don't even deliver on. So they use No Russian as a big tease for this game. And its version of No Russian is shit. It's not even really like a proper level. Um, And it's just trying desperately to live off of the nostalgia of the previous ones while doing nothing to differentiate it. Whereas, like we said in our Modern Warfare 2 stuff, Modern Warfare 2 felt like nostalgic hits, but had been revitalized with modern twists or like a whole new approach. Um, This one across the board is just old ideas done worse than what we've seen them done before with no structure, no proper level design to a lot of them and no real story. Nothing happens in this game. You finish at basically the same point in the game as you start at. And that's not even a spoiler, just nothing really happens. And what does happen is stuff that has already happened in previous games, um, in the previous two games. Um, So the more I played it, the more I was like, am I just miserable now? Have I just hit 29 and decided that I just don't like anything now? Um, And it was only when I saw other people's reactions being quite similar. I was like, no, this is like a genuine felt thing. And I messaged the Slack and said, I don't think this is going to review well. I don't think this is well made and I don't think it's a good game. And the problem isn't the developers. The problem is the time pressure they've had to make this in. And you can see it cracking in every seam of this game. It is just breaking apart at every turn because they haven't had the time to build a proper game out of this. Um, Mm. And my theory is that Sledgehammer have just been slapped with it, didn't know what Infinity Ward planned for the game and for its story. And effectively what they did was made a filler game to fill in a gap in the story where they could... And I think we're going to get the real Modern Warfare 3 when Infinity Ward make Modern Warfare 4, and then we'll get the actual game that we should have had in the first place. But there are just too many issues with this game. It is a mess from back to front. There are glitches everywhere. The level design is absolutely shocking. The reskinned assets is everywhere. Like There are even parts of levels that are just Modern Warfare 2 levels with slightly different color palette changes or slightly different details added. Um, And it's just lazy just really really lazily put together um yeah it's not good <laughs> but i'll stop going on now that's my <laughs> run other than that it's fantastic yeah other than that the shooting's fun because it's card and the shooting yeah. is always fun but nothing else about the game is well made <laughs> yeah this is the thing i think you you, you did you, you you touched upon it about at one point this was dlc for mw2 wasn't it yes and at some point down the line activision went oh no it's going to be a full release and then Sledgehammer are stuck then having to make a campaign that was in it less than a year one would assume yeah and, and it's such a shame that it had to kind of go that way yeah i think even as a dlc do you know what i think it wouldn't have been as badly received but i still don't think it would have gone down well but you can kind of see where they were going to go with the dlc approach to it they were going to throw in some elements set some things up for the next game and it was going to tie in and you could see where that could have worked mm-hmm. um And I do think to myself, if Activision just hadn't have been so greedy with this and had charged, say, half the price for the game and said, look, it's not going to be up to the standard of like a whole Call of Duty game. So we're going to charge you half the price or 40 quid instead of 70. I genuinely think most people would have been like, you know what? Fair enough. It's not amazing, but at least they've recognized that. But no, greedy Activision, they had to throw it out. They had to do it full price, then charge the £100 or whatever for the Vault Edition to get this campaign, quote unquote, early. And I think that's part of the the sourness of it is that they've really tried to nickel and dime people as much as possible to get a whole release out of a game that isn't even half a release. 
So yeah, it doesn't bode well. Oh, poor Phil Spencer. He's going to be asking out answering questions about this for the next year as like, honestly uh, so redfall starfield and now this it's, it's come not on, good <laughs> get it together <laughs> we know you had nothing to do with this but come on man this is under your leadership now um and yeah bobby Cox just stealing a living as a human being yeah yeah um george as the um the kind of the person that reviewed our um our copy of the game where i mean was it falling apart fairly quickly or did it kind of deteriorate as it went? Did you notice the, the, the cracks fairly quickly? Yeah. Um, uh, dare I say mission one. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've, it, it, it's installed on my PS5. I haven't played it yet, but uh, yeah. yeah, I'm curious to see how quickly it goes from, Hey, new COD campaign to, ah, uh, shit. Don't worry, so, Roscoe. The first level is literally a reskin level. So you've already played it before. Yeah. <laughs> Mission Mission One is the sort of bespoke action set piece that we kind of know COD for, uh, where you break Makarov out of prison. Um, and it, yes, it uses the Gulag from Verdansk that is in Warzone. Um, albeit there is a right. couple of extra different areas that have been seen in limited time events or, um, you know, extra stuff on on the ground floor to like add um to make it less barren i guess because the, the the gulag in verdansk is pretty open but they've kind of padded it out with objects <laughs> um and then second mission is the uh open combat mission design that we are talking about um which is uh the dmz style stuff so that's like what we played uh in last year's call of duty modern warfare 2 uh the co-op missions where you drop in, you do an objective, you shoot a few guys and you get out. Um, which for me and Miles at the time when we played it was fun because we were together, we were shooting the shit whilst we were shooting shit. Um, but other than that, we were like, yeah, it's fine. Like you can, you can play it, it's playable and it, you know, does the job, but there's no structure where anything felt engaging to a point of like, um, wow, this is like a new way to play Call of Duty. This is a new way to be excited about the franchise to come. It was just something that was there to, I guess, add more to what they already had whilst kind of doing it in a slyly cheap way by just repurposing a lot of the maps. Um, I think the hardest thing we came across was that they just chuck more enemies at you in DMZ mode, uh, whereas the open combat missions, they don't have that sort of stuff. But they do have... Um, they do have armored people, which you'd see in like a battle the battle royale mode or in the DMZ mode, um, which is an absolute pain in the ass. Um, why you have to unload two clips into someone to finish them off is beyond me. It just it, there's no known reason for it. Um, yeah, and then it's just like that for the rest of the game. It's uh, there's probably about a third of the missions are these sort of open combat missions, or all, all of them are maps that we've seen before. Um, and it does pick up in the last act, and I think that's probably where they put a lot of their work in. They, I think maybe Sledgehammer were like, well, if we can stick the land in uh, by giving them more of what we're known for near the end, then it will be a better taste in the mouth at the end as opposed to the bad start. Um, but they fumbled the bag at the end anyway, so their efforts at the end kind of just, yeah, just felt pointless. Um mm. 
and and I've I've got nothing much else to add than what other Miles has said because uh, he said pretty much everything that I was feeling kind of expanded on things that I said in the review. Um, I zombies has to be the best thing they've ever done for it to be redeemable of a game because multiplayer for what I played in the beta is just a reskin of last year. Uh, everything's the exact same, but a different color. Um, and the maps are all from the original Modern Warfare 2. It's going to be starting with all 30 maps from that game, um, which are maps we've already played 10 years ago, maybe redesigned. Sometimes they're redesigned to a T. Sometimes they're a bit weirdly um, big for what they are. Um, and I've spoke, I, I've mentioned that in my beta impressions about how it's an uneven reproduction of the maps that is a bit of a mismatch so how them how they turn out is you know anyone's word but it looks like it's just going to be what we already have played on maps that we used to love so yeah um it's not looking too good mm. it's such it's such a shame because i remember I, I enjoyed the modern warfare 2 company I kind of like yeah. the story. I liked, you know, Price and Soap are back. You know, that's all part of the fun. And, you know, Makarov was a really good villain. Uh, so, yeah, I was I was excited for this. Oh, well. Hey, Miles is right. Maybe Modern Warfare 4 will uh, we'll redeem it. But uh, we shall see. Kev, got any thoughts on Activision? <laughs> <laughs> Not any that relates to COD. <laughs> um... <laughs> I just remember hearing Miles playing this and him going, that's a reskin. That's a reskin. That's a reskin. <laughs> and the thing is as well, like I think I was watching, I don't know, Selling Sunset or something, and he just kept tapping me. And I was like, what? And he went, look, that's a reskin. And I was like, great. Okay, I was just so frustrated. And I was so baffled. So I'm sorry you had to suffer so, it. <laughs> yeah, I did. But other than that, I, I mean, the boy is no best at this one. I've not played it. Um, I do agree zombies fucking slap, so. Um, so not that it was in this version, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, nothing beats... In our hearts, nothing will ever beat Black Ops and Black Ops Zombies. Um, it was peak COD for me playing zombies in that in that <laughs> era, and um, I loved playing Kino again in uh, the Black Ops Three remaster. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, oh dear. Well, Phil Spencer, it's up to you now. You got to sort this shit out, along with Redfall and Starfield and Avowed and Perfect Dark. And ever wild. Boy. Phil Spencer's got a lot to do. Anyway. <laughs> Finally, let's talk about um, something that Blizzard have said this week. Obviously, uh, BlizzCon was uh, this weekend. Phil Spencer himself was there talking about, you know, now that he owns Blizzard, he's all like, yep, yeah, we're going to bring everything to everything, um, which wasn't, uh, that's not what he said, but I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. Um, and one of the games that came up was World of Warcraft. Now, as we know, World of Warcraft doesn't really have much of a console presence, if anything at all. And now that it's owned by Microsoft, there's every chance that we might see that very, very popular game come to consoles. Um, Blizzard has said that it considers bringing its seminal MMO World of Warcraft to consoles all the time. Speaking to GamesRadar at BlizzCon, 
Holly Longdale, the vice president and exec producer of World of Warcraft, said that it talks about the prospect all the time. It's a complicated question, Longdale said. For a console audience, the approachability is likely going to be different. Right now, we're focused on World Soul Saga, but if that comes up, then we'll re-examine things. But man, we've got enough to deal with right now. We've got three expansions, and we're so excited about them. But yeah, of course, it would be very insincere of us to say that we're not like, of course we're talking about that. We are Microsoft now, after all. So, this is a very quick one, really, I suppose. Uh, Josh, World of Warcraft on consoles. Do you think it'll work? Um, not unless you got a keyboard, a mouse. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's something about it uh, about World of Warcraft that is inherently a PC experience. Um, if you're doing stuff like raids and the call out for raids and the the hotkeys for raids and just in general gameplay, if you want to be in that upper echelon of gameplay, I think you're gonna need more than just what you've got on your gamepad for certain. Um, but you know. It's happened before. MMOs have reached console before, and they've been all pretty decent. Um, I think I played DC Online for a, for a time back in the day, uh, and I loved that, but that was more of an action RPG than uh, kind of what World of Warcraft is. Um, but it's, it's still popular, right? There's still players for it. Um it just it feels it always just feels like so insincere at this point on like um the whole uh branching of the ip like it we were taught that there's obviously the news headlines of uh world of warcraft coming to consoles but you know there's been multiple multiple confirmed uh warcraft ips that are going to be you know something called world warcraft rumble and games like that so they're expanding on genres as well as Kind of talking about bringing it all to consoles at the same time and you know from a different developer from a different publisher uh and now from microsoft i would probably take this news as a bit more of a win for players but um as we've literally just discussed about a different ip and now this yeah, I I have just no faith in it. I have no faith in it being a decent experience. It's all about they're talking about bringing it all to the whole ecosystem. It's just to get your money again. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I think it's a bit of a disgusting practice that the there's something that everyone like everything needs to be on console. Like it doesn't like people that want to play it play it how they want. And PC is kind of the place it's been the whole time. Why why change that? Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, I don't see the console audience kind of embracing uh, WoW in the same way that they did for say like uh, DC Online, like you said, because I think there's a there's a broader appeal for superheroes than there is for for WoW. Um, I think the only ones that would really want it are those who don't currently have access to it. You know, gamers are inherently needy people. And if we can't play it, then we want it on our console. And that's just kind of uh, how the cookie crumbles. But, you know, I mean, who knows what Microsoft is going to do. Um, I guess same question, really, Gat, along the same lines. Um, MMOs are notoriously kind of like PC, PC exclusive. We had to have the odd one on console. Do you think that, wow, as big as it is, will make much of an impact if it ever came to Xbox? I think with the success of Baldur's Gate 3, 
yes, even though Baldur's Gate 3 is not technically um, an MMO, well, it isn't an MMO, but I think there's something to be said for like the similarities that like the the, the universe of Baldur's Gate brings to um, console when it's like very strictly usually a PC game. I think the success of having that over and it still being very successful at console maybe says something about just the success of something when it's very, very big coming to console. Um, I, If you'd have talked to me two years ago, I'd have told you that Baldur's Gate would never have made it on console because the console versions of those games never really did very well. Um, but I think times have changed, controls can change. There might be a place for it that, you know, we've got, I don't know, those, we've got, you know, party games such as like Fortnite and, you know, Battle Royales where, you know, you speak to your friends a lot. I can't see why not now. I think maybe five years ago I just said, no, it won't work. But there's something about the similarities where it works both ways. PS5 games also work well. <laughs> when they're done correctly, you know, let's not look at The Last of Us and and uh, God of War and Horizon. Yikes. But, you know, when they're done correctly, they will work on PC. Um, and I think if, it, if an MO was coming to console, it could only be World of Warcraft. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's a very good point. Uh, Miles, would you play uh, WoW with a controller? No, <laughs> didn't think so. <laughs> no, I I agree with Josh, and uh, I just I don't think this is a worthwhile endeavor to pursue. I don't think it's been out for so long that the people who want to play this game are playing it or have played it and have moved on time ago. Uh, I really don't see a market for this, and I don't think it's necessary. And the idea of trying to map everything that you have to do on that game to a controller makes my head hurt. So I, I don't think it's necessary. And I think this is the problem with Microsoft at the moment of they're trying to do their, look at all the things we're doing. And instead of focusing in on projects that people are really excited for and that people want and making quality, they're just trying to throw out as much as they can because other than Starfield, they've had a stink over the last three years. So, you know, we're all demanding stuff of them and, I think they're trying desperately to appease as many people as possible and they're kind of pleasing nobody. So yeah, I think Phil needs to rein in the projects and make sure the ones that are coming are good because, you know, perfect darks looking phenomenal <laughs> and, uh, then, and contrabands looking great. And that Indiana uh, Jones game uh, looks so good. Oh, uh, just give us some stuff, Phil, but make sure it's good, please. We don't need World of Warcraft on console. Just leave that alone and work on what we want. And where's Hellblade 2, man? Where is it? <laughs> I feel like every week we do this. <laughs> oh, it's painful. It's Spencer, where are the games, man? What are you yeah, doing up there? Yeah, you gave us Starfield and we liked it. Can we have more that are good, please? It was good at the time until better games came out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we appreciated it because it was a decent Microsoft game, so it felt like a good one. Yeah. It wasn't terrible until Spider-Man came out and you realised how good games can actually be. That's unfortunate. <laughs> That's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. But come on, I'm dying for Perfect Dark. I want to play that so badly. Yeah. Uh, it's It'll not happen, happen. It's not one day, happen. maybe. It's not going to happen. Crystal Dynamics can't even make it, and they made three Tomb Raider games in two years. <laughs> It'll be uh, Duke Perfect Dark Nukem. Oh, Duke Nukem Forever, Perfect Dark 2. Oh, legendary. Lordy. Alrighty, well, there we go. Um, that's the news, really, this week. It's been a kind of a quiet week for uh, for games. 
we could talk about the Fears 5 Slims been compared to the old one. Um, not that much smaller <laughs> is the headline on that. Um, yeah, it's all about the COD campaigns, really. So we've gone through that. We've gone through all the big stuff this week. Uh, so let's get to recommendations. This is where we think something throughout the week that you want to share with you, our loyal listener, whether it be a game, a TV show, a movie, a comic book, an era, or a duvet. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Miles, want to go first? Go on, then. Mine's an easy one this week. Uh, Coca-Cola Vanilla. It's delicious. I love it. I'm oh, addicted. you absolute monster. I know. Help me. Um, okay, so you now. don't like chips, but you like Coke Vanilla. Oh, it's so good. It's oh, so man. good. It is just the dream. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I do also... I, <laughs> I don't know. Have any of you guys seen the meme? Uh, it's like a TikTok video of the guy who... It's just about... He sings about Don't Touch My Clogs. Have you seen it? Heard it? No, it exists. I haven't seen it, no. Oh, my God. Please look it up immediately after this podcast for anyone who hasn't heard it or listened to it. It's phenomenal. It's this this big joke song, but it actually smacks real hard, and it's a really cool tune. Um, so, yeah, listen to it and thank me later. All right. Yep. I'm on a wild one this week. I don't know what's wrong with me. Get Tittercut, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Drink some Coke vanilla and listen to Don't Touch My Clogs. Wow. There you go. There's a Monday night for you. And don't play uh, Modern Warfare 3. Don't play Modern Warfare 3. Uh, Josh, your recommendation this week? After hearing that uh, and knowing that Miles went to see Fallout Boy over the weekend, he really feels like he's in his angsty like teenage era. <laughs> I've left Fallout Boy for Cat to be fair because I figured that would be hers and I've stolen a few of her recommendations before Did you go to oh, Cardiff? Man, Did we go to what, sorry? Did you go to Cardiff to see Fallout Boy? Uh, no, it was London Oh, you went to Cardiff Oh, nice It was it was good in London to be fair They were very good I'm, I'm going to be so I'm going to feel so bad if this was Cat's recommendation but uh, she's not chimed in yet so maybe I'm lucky Um I'm going to recommend uh, watching Atlanta. Um, it's a show that I've been watching throughout the years uh, at my own pace, um, created by Donald Glover um, about the city of Atlanta. And it focuses on a group of friends who one is a successful rapper and Donald Glover's character is, uh, I guess, a best. Uh, he's, he's a cousin, but he turns into his manager. Um, it starts off as a very, like... Um, like a love letter to the city and a love letter a love letter to the culture um in season one uh by season three it becomes one of the most oddball absurdist shows you'll ever watch um and then the fourth season which i'm now currently watching is the last season is kind of uh season one and three mashed together so you're getting really strange stories that are very funny um and you're getting a lot of heart in these in this show and in the episodes uh, that kind of take a detour to tell you something that's not plot based, but more maybe kind of how the writers were feeling about a certain situation, a certain topic. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's uh, Hiro Mirai is um, the director is directed a lot of the episodes um, and the collaboration between him and Donald Glover seems effortless I think they're both on the same page um in terms of like style and tone and um getting the best performances out of each other uh because 
yeah, it's it's such a great show. Um, you've got some, you've got two other actors like Lakeith Stanfield and Brian Tyree Henry, who have kind of like now been propelled into the stratosphere of fame and doing like actual Disney movies and stuff like that. You know, is that um from- sorry, is that Brian Tyree Henry from Bullet Train? Yes, Bullet Train, the Marvel, oh, sweet. Uh, the Eternals, sorry. Um, and yeah, and Lakeith Stanfield was in Haunted Mansion and stuff like that. So these are like people that were lesser known back when it started that are now just absolute superstars. Um, but the show hasn't changed. The show is still amazing. So Zazzy Beats is in it as well, you know, Deadpool. So yeah, you've got an absolute amazing cast, uh, really cool stories to, to get stuck in. Um, and it's funny. Uh, if you like Donald Glover's type of humour, then you're going to love it because it's got that. And then it gets weird and interesting and introspective. So definitely worth checking out. Hang on. Yeah, um, it, it's been on my... I'll watch it when I get a chance list for ages. <laughs> so, it's, um, yeah, I will I will speed it up, definitely, because uh big fan of Donald Glover. I love his um, I love his Charles Gambino work. And, yeah, I like him in in films. So, yeah. Especially community, I thought it was great in that. So yeah, we'll check it out definitely for sure. Uh, Kat, your recommendation? Um, my recommendation is well, I can't really say go and see Fallout Boy because they've finished their tour now. I think in Europe, I think they um, have, have yeah, I think they finished that that tour in Europe. So um, mm. I read today they might have Ireland left, but that doesn't make sense because they've written like a little video about Europe so maybe they do have Ireland left but um yeah it was great uh fuck Ian though because uh he saw a song one of my favorite songs that they did as their like surprise song which is one of my favorites from Under the Cork Tree their album the first oh, album nice. they haven't apparently played it live in 16 years and they played it at Ian's show and what really sucks is the the show before my show um they played like Young Volcanoes which is top three oh, for me wow. Wow, boy yeah, love it. My karaoke song, my go-to, love it. Um, and I thought that was on the normal set list, and it wasn't. So I had a little cry because I said to Miles, "Oh my god, I think your volcanoes is next. Oh my god, I think you're mad." And the thing is, they do this set called the Magic Eight Ball set, which is essentially like a surprise song, essentially. And my surprise song was not Young Volcanoes. It was wow. not our lawyer, which I got after. It was American Beauty, American Psycho, which it, it was a really heartbreaking fine. moment seeing Kat's face just <laughs> deflate. And then this morning when I read that it was our lawyer, this oh, fuck, I was just like, you know, it's a fantastic. It's the second time I've seen Fallout Boy. They're so good. It was a great, great show. Um, yeah, I think even Miles, who isn't you know the biggest fan but still likes them a lot, you know, still enjoyed himself. I hope. I think. Um, but my recommendation, because you can't go and see Fallout Boy, but I would if you if you ever do get a chance, go see them. Um, is a show on Netflix called Painkiller. So America fascinates me in many different ways. Um, but Painkiller is based on it's like a limited series, which is based on the OxyContin epidemic. Um, essentially it deep dives into the real events of how OxyContin became essentially the new addiction the new heroin the new coke and has taken unfortunately thousands of lives because they marketed it in a way that made it look like it wasn't addictive um and it's all based on true events it talks about how um these people tried to take them down for it and they they recount it and um 
Uzo Aduba is in it, the woman who plays Crazy Eyes from Oh, uh, Crazy Eyes. Yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. And it's just it's just a really good look in, in the morals and the ways that medication is sold in America. Um, and essentially it shows you, obviously, because we've got the NHS here, so, like, you know, it's very, very different. But for over there, they have, like, these scouts that try and encourage doctors to prescribe oxycontin um and they try and like but but that's because if they do that the gps and the doctors will get more money but the more oxycontin the higher the dose that is prescribed um the more the scouts will get money so it's like this weird kind of just domino effect of trying it's like a pyramid scheme for people's health and it is disgusting what happens and it's just unfortunately like it's just one of those things where it's very common in America, it's one of the biggest things in America, and they really try to stamp down on it, and then rich people be rich people, and it doesn't get stamped down on, and it's still a massive problem in America. Um, yeah, it was just a really interesting insight into how that all works, and how people can try and trick the FDA, and once something's FDA approved, essentially how far you can run with it, and and how far the, the lies go, and how much money makes well how much money motivates people over people's lives it's really fascinating but very very sad and yeah it's about mm. six or seven episodes so it's a bit of you know it's, it's not quite fallout boy it's not quite you know it's not a cheery program <laughs> but it is very interesting um if you are interested in i guess how big pharma works in america because mm. it was really interesting to me um yeah i, I remember watching uh dope sick on disney plus um, which is a which is a dramatized series about the oxycontin. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it's Michael Keaton, Will Poulter. It's fucking brilliant. So it's it's probably a good thing to watch Ooh. after that. Oh yeah. Um, it I I finished that series completely broken. I was so furious, so yeah, so angry. I, yeah, I was so angry. I just my moral and my morals have really been tested in this. Mm. Um. You maybe you should watch sure. it then, knowing that you've seen the dramatized version, but you can actually see because this follows the attempted suing of um the Sackler family who are behind OxyContin. So right. it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'll watch Painkiller and you watch uh, Dope Sick and we'll okay. compare notes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll compare. <laughs> um yeah, and Fallout Boy, uh, Ian sent me a text. Um he took his daughter Bronte. This is her first gig ever. Oh and cute. um she got a t-shirt, obviously, because you got to on your first gig. Obviously. Obviously. And um, yeah, Ian was like, Ian got really emotional seeing Bronte kind of like singing along to it, it's not a scene, it's an arms raise and stuff. And yeah, he said he he said that she had an amazing time. Oh uh, yeah, I but was really singing sweet. um when I was when I was listening to that, I was singing the misheard lyrics um to Miles because he was like, What are you singing? And I was like, I'm a little man and I'm also evil, also into cats. <laughs> it actually <laughs> ruins the whole song. I couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> And also evil, also into cats. This is a pro. This is a pro of nothing. But um, I was having a conversation at work the other day about the Red Hot Chili Peppers about how you can basically say anything and it will sound like a Red Hot Chili Peppers lyric. And about about a, f- a few days later, I found a TikTok and it kind of explained the exact same thing, where they just put like pulled name pulled words out of a hat, put it into a Red Hot Chili Peppers verse, and was like. It doesn't sound any different. <laughs> it's quite an amazing thing. So yeah, uh, the whole kind of sort of misheard lyrics thing is so funny. Yeah, I love um, it. What? Uh, I don't know what to recommend now. I'm really excited about all of yours. 
Um, I'll tell you something I did do this week. Um, This is a hot take from 2006. Are you ready? Um, But for the first time ever, I watched The Devil Wears Prada. And... Okay. Holy shit, boy. I don't know why. It was on my list on Disney+. Plus. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and finally watch this thing. And I had a great time. It was a really, really good movie. <laughs> turns out that it this a movie, really good movie turns out this movie that everyone <laughs> loves is really good. And um, yeah, it was great. It was great seeing Meryl Streep be pure evil and uh, uh, Emily Blunt sort of like, this is early Emily Blunt as well. Like she looks about 12 in this film. It's crazy. But it's yeah, it's great. So if you're, if you're ever around and you got Disney Plus, watch this, The Devil Wears Prada because that's what I did. And I had a great time. I can't really recommend anything else. I haven't been anywhere um, apart from work. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring a solemn but joyous end to this episode of the Feeding News Podcast. Thank you all very much, Steve, for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us at all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are in the description below if you want to follow us individually, except for Mars, of course, he's smart. And not on Twitter slash X slash threads. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast setting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. As ever, we really do appreciate it. Our numbers have got high um, the last couple of weeks. So people are uh, tuning in. Um, so if you're spreading the word, um, that's incredibly kind of you. Thank you very much indeed. Always, all of these big numbers help. Um, one of the things that I've always forget to mention that is important is reviewing. So if you go to uh, iTunes, you can review the podcast there. Give it a, give it a, a star rating. That really helps the uh, the discoverability of the podcast. Um, you can also do that on Spotify. You can give it a rating out of five. So if you do that, that would be really cool. And uh, more people will find the pods, and that means we can do more fun things with it. So, yeah, do keep that in mind if you are a enjoyer of this particular podcast. We love doing it every single week, and we love bringing it to you. So. Yeah, let's keep it moving. But until that solemn day, it is goodbye from Cat. PTFN. I'm a leading man, and the lies I weave are also with it. It is goodbye from Josh. Goodbye, everyone. And it's goodbye from everyone's favorite Fallout boy, Miles Thompson. Farewell. You got to do a Fallout Boy lyric, Mark. I I can't. I got too excited, and the lyrics are throwing me off again, and now I'm scared. Okay, you go ratatat. Just do that. Rat-a-tat-tat. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Ratatat. Uh, this ain't a scene. It's a goddamn arms race. There you go. Uh, fucking close enough. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Bye. Bye.